0: Your day is just begun, yeah. but for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Ingles off of Gobert pick. That was one of the better combinations in the league last year. Gives the Rooney right-hand hammer. Right, raised it high and packed it hard. Mitchell splits the double team, rises for a three and hits it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Came down, split up a pick were there he just rose up in the middle of it and buried a tray Bogdanovich he comes off a white side pick to his right bullets a pass to Ingles quick release over Giddy is no good offensive rebound Bogdanovich reverse side layup up and in oh bogey 19 for Bogdanovich tonight Jordan Clarkson fires a three Lulu 11 96-74
1: and the Jazz go on to beat Oklahoma City 107-86, one down, 81 to go, PK.
2: 80- well, actually, uh, you know, counting the 16 playoff victories, but in the regular season, yes. And I I will today out on the plaza, starting at about 10.30. I want you to come by because I am selling T-shirts, the Quest for Perfection. Get on that right away. Yeah. Got to get it while it's
1: hot. Exactly.
2: And they're 1-0. and <laughs> Before they lose a game. That's if. Or when. <laughs> so, I think we should debut at 8 o'clock our, our new segment that I want. And that is. What does it say? <laughs> <laughs> See, now, you're going to get the media. They're only going to ask that. What does it say when they win? But no, not here! The unbiased, unfiltered, unabridged version of DJ and PK. What does it say? We'll ask it win, lose, or in your case, soccer, draw.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> what does it say about the Dodgers that they're down three games to one? Right. Hey, give us a minute. We're talking so about we're, jazz. We'll so, <laughs> what does me. it say about Oklahoma City
2: that they're on? I think that in relation to the jazz, we should do this after every and What does it say? And we're not going to just do it on wins. We're not front runners. Eighty-two
1: times in the regular season. Like them what people. Does it say? Yeah. And I got, I got. I think we should come up with one or two. And I got two. Oh, easy. I got you. I get. I'll get
2: you two. What if we have the same two? Do we have to come up with two more? Well, you always go first. So if you, I'll joke. We can alternate. No, 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 no. Don't. You don't alternate success, buddy. You got a pattern. Stick with it.
1: Rudy Gobert has a pattern. He rebounds a lot. 21 boards in the season opener. And 16 points. He had his double-double midway through the
2: second quarter. He was Rebound. He was in complete control right from the get-go. Did you take me off? You turned yourself off. Oh, I thought, well, once you do that? And he comes back on. But thank no. you for doing that. Uh, yeah. And you look at uh, o- O'Neal for his height. He's a great rebounder. And Bogdanovich for his height is a crappy rebounder. <laughs> <laughs> so a large portion of the boards has to go to Gobert, and he does it. He went and got him. Yeah. And then and then Whiteside, you look at Whiteside, uh, 10 boards, absolutely huge uh, in 19 minutes. So you're getting uh, tw- 31 rebounds out of the five position. That's what you're paying this kid for. That's just great. Jazz get the win. They are off today, back at
1: it tomorrow in Sacramento against the Kings. Not expected to be good, but they had a good opening night, so let's get to the NBA.
0: Hashtag NBA. Robinson up top. Minute remaining. Gift to Rose. Finds Fournier, he's open, picked a three, now one from straight on, knocks it down! Got his man in the air, and Fournier, huge in his Knicks debut. Levine stepped back, topside three, bam! Zach Levine for three, cleared some distance, and a big splash for Levine. Rebounded by Anderson, Morant pushes forward, attacks to the rim, jams with the right hand! Oh, he's a highlight waiting to happen! John Morant with another Think of the floor drive and right handed jam. Kings are leading 109 98. Inside, uncovered, all
1: alone for a quick turn and a two hand flush. Harrison Barnes.
0: Monte Morris has it at the midcourt circle. Gets a pick, gets down the lane, throws it off to Barton, three pointer. Yes! And the first dagger's been thrown by Will Barton.
1: Highlights from the first full night in the NBA the Nuggets beat the Suns 110 98. That was the Marquee matchup of
2: the night. That's a, give me some, yeah, what are you talking about, man? East Coast bias. This is the Celtics and my Knicks. No. You're, it's my West Coast bias. I, that's what I just said. You ever listen to me? You said East Coast bias. You right, Coast. East Coast. You're a bias against them. Okay, I'll take that. Or against us. I will wear that. One of the reasons no, why I hate you're, a West, you.
1: you're a West Coast guy now. Sorry. You don't get to be an East Coast guy just for... 13 years. Everything else about you has been wet. 14, 14, uh-huh.
2: 14. Don't short me. 14. You fetcher. Easy. <laughs> well, I had the F's going there.
1: Denver, winning the fourth quarter big time. What does it say about the Suns? They only scored 16 points in the last 12 minutes. Well,
2: anytime the Suns lose... I've opened the box score and my eyes go right to how many bricks Jay Crowder has thrown up. No, oh, he was over for 5. Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm with you. I looked at it last night when I saw the score. Jay well, I was over, watching the game. Over
1: 5 from yeah. 3. He did, free not, did uh he did it as two free throws. Yeah. Did not take a two-point shot. Nothing right. going to the rim. Right. And when I checked Booker too.
2: Oh, Booker had a bad shooting night. He was 3 for 15. But so. That's like Mitchell didn't have a good shooting night. Those guys are commodities. They're proven. They'll be fine. Yeah. But uh, I always look at Crowder because he he might be the ultimate hot or cold player in the league. And obviously we have a reference since he played here. I mean, I love his passion and his toughness and all. But sometimes, man, he just fills up a uh, whole chimney with bricks.
1: Jazz are going to play the Kings in Sacramento Friday. Kings open with a win over Portland, 124-121. On the no yeah, they went into Portland and won. Had a big lead. Portland with a late rally. Harrison Barnes goes for 36 points, and the Kings get the
2: win, and are off to a 1-0 start and feeling good about themselves. Yeah, Lillard had a crappy night, 0-9 from 3. And I've been saying that for years with those that team. I usually go to their guards. And McCollum had a great night. but so they're 22 uh, of 48, so that's fine. But Yeah, but for them to win, I think they both got to be, unless Lillard goes for 50 or something, which obviously he's capable of doing. So I think their margin of victory or how they're going to win games is so obvious. They just need huge games out of those two players, and it seems like we've been saying it for 10 years.
1: 124 points is a lot to give up. And you're right, if both those guys are shooting, they can outscore teams. But and once you give up 120 points, you might pull off a win that Sacramento did because they gave up 121, but you're,
2: you're in trouble at that point. That's not a good night. Yeah, but I don't look at uh, Denver or uh, Portland being locking folks down. And, and Harrison Barnes was 8 of 11. Come on, from 3. What are you going to do? Not going to sustain that. But you're not going to lose either on many of those nights that you have such tremendous shooting. Eight of 11 from three from one of your players. Come on. What are you going to do there? I mean, come on. Come on. Nick, it's a, Nick,
1: <laughs> Nick's and Celtics. 138, we'll 134. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 138, 134 in double OT. That's a lot of time to throw up some massive stats, and guys did it. Jalen Brown. Barf for stats? 46. Julius Randle went for 35. And you got
2: 10 extra minutes to lose. I've light thrown it up. up some stats in my day. There you go. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> a little too literal, but thanks. What'd you have? Oh, those are obviously stats. <laughs>
1: Do you have anything to add about this big game in the East? You're very eager to talk about it.
2: Well, yeah. Did you see Spike? He had some kind of checkered uh, suit going on. And then after the game, he goes down a few, he's on the floor, but a few seats to his right and gives Dustin Hoffman a hug. (laughs) Dustin's got a big smile on his face. Sure, This is Nick basketball, man. That's what I grew up on. I don't talk about it all the time, but I did grow up. On Nick Basketball as a kid. I watched a ton of Nick Basketball. And speaking of throwing up, I told you that story. It was during Christmas break, and I the Knicks were having a matinee, and somehow somebody gave me tickets. I, I never went to a Nick game with my father, so it's somebody who gave, us, gave me tickets or invited me. And I went to the dentist before the game. And the dental assistant kept jamming her arm all the way to the elbow down my throat. I threw up on her arm, and it was my sister, Janet. (laughs) Hey-oh. Doctor Unger was his name. I still remember. They pulled my two front teeth, and I can remember the sound of that teeth is oh, coming out. Come on, now, PK. <laughs> Got a nice little NBA segment going, and you pulling that in True there. Story. Uh, True really, story. True no, story. I no, can no. still remember that. Now I'm going to throw up, and I can I can remember the sound. All right, earth. all right. We Just heard like a, like a weed deep rooted in the ground, and you're pulling it out. No Ben
1: Simmons. <laughs> well, Ben Simmons, but the drama. And they overcome it. The Sixers beat the Pelicans 117-97. to Pelicans. Maybe they
2: just rest in peace. Pelicans or Kings? Who frustrates you more? Well, the Kings don't get to run. So I'm fine with the Kings. You, you need a dog that you can uh, beat a few times a year. Maybe they'll be better this year. But, you know, the Pelicans, they like force-fed us. You know, the NBA, they do they do it a lot with the WNBA. You know, Holly Rowe interview, and I get why she would bring up the Chicago Sky. Uh, but it seems like they, they constantly throw that at you. And I'm fine with it, but they do it. And it's the same thing with New Orleans. You know, we, we get thrown a, a heavy dose of these guys. Hey, Zion's because, on again. Yeah, it's Tuesday. But, it's like, but they're not Watch a good Zion. team.
1: No, they're not a good team. Do we already have the not good teams in the West figured out? Yeah. No like drama last there. Uh, Rockets? February. Yeah, Rockets, Pelicans, Kings, bad, bad, bad. Pelicans agreed to a two-year contract extension with uh, Jonas Valanciunas. $30 million. Got him from the Grizzlies in the
2: offseason. I think he had 30 million missed shots last night. (laughs) It was awful. Like 3-19 or something.
1: All
2: right, DJ and PK.
1: Hashtag NFL. Pressure's on me to play well. I will play well. I don't know who the tackle is and I'm going against, but I'm, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to kill him and the other guy, too, on the other side, and I'm, and I'm going to play extremely well and I'm going to make plays for my team. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to set us up to, to win this game for sure. That's Von Miller. He is going to light up somebody whoever it is. He don't even know. Nope, he doesn't. Denver is at Cleveland in the Thursday night game. Both teams 3-3. Three and three. Baker Mayfield is out with his shoulder injury. Case Keenum will get the start. Six twenty on Fox and the NFL Network. Classic 3-3 three and three teams here. Who gets it going and who's going to be out of the
2: playoff race by midseason? Is there a college game on or something? App State and Coastal Carolina? That was last night. It was a good game. Yep. I'm not excited about this game.
1: Russell Wilson on IR, Seattle claiming Jacob Eason off waivers after his cut by the Colts. He was a star at the University of Washington. He's from Mm. Lake
2: Stevens. He played at the University of Washington. I don't know if I'd call him a star. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football.
1: App State upsets number 14 Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt. Coastal Carolina was ranked 14th, undefeated 6-0, and had a 14 nothing lead in the first quarter, and App State came
2: back and beat them on a field goal right at the end. Literally. Yep. It was a chippy, but yeah, right at the end. And then they stormed the field. Now, that, that was wholesome. I like to see that. App State, the little guy, fans all pouring out. It was fun to watch that that scene. And I was looking at it on my phone. I saw it was close. Followed that last drive as they moved down the field. Got the ball with three or four minutes to go. And got the, settled for the field goal so they would run out the clock. I think it was like a 20-yard or 25-yard or something like that. Uh, and then have everybody storm like that. that. That was the essence. That was junior high-ish. And I liked it.
1: So one more team knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten. Who's going to pull it off besides Georgia? We all expect Georgia to do oh, it. Although I would say besides San Diego State in Georgia. Yeah, oh come on now! <laughs> Cincinnati can run the table. I
2: feel for you and your tender heart. I hope you don't get. Oh, if I said they were going to go undefeated, you'd make fun of me too because you don't believe they are. So I don't care if they do. I don't believe anybody's going undefeated. That's not unique to them, though. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, winner of that game, undefeated. I mean, I realize teams do it, but I never pick somebody to go undefeated. I get that. The odds are stacked against all these teams. But who will escape and pull it off? I'd have to examine the rest of their schedules to see. I don't know off the top of my head who they're playing besides that one. And obviously, those are two top ten teams who are undefeated. So I get your point there. And then that should be a great match. I look forward to that.
1: American Athletic Conference, uh, they, they play along like, oh, they're applying. They're going to apply. Yeah, it's already done. Uh, Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, North Texas, U- UTSA, Rice, and UAB. New members of the American Athletic Conference they'll join in 2023. American replacing the teams that went to the Big 12 or replacing teams that went to the SEC. It's just... Just reach down and yeah. Just reach down and oh, someone took teams
2: from us. Well, we'll take teams from you. Who's got the money? Rice, the old whack rivals of BYU and uh, Utah. Oh, the memories, the quads. I was there. I covered it. That was. I didn't know why I was there. But <laughs> but you were there. Yes, yes. I was there and on Rice's all I, campus. All I remember about Rice is I think
1: they scored like 50 on the Utes one day and just, just ran it. They just ran it and ran it and ran it, and ran it some more, and the Utes could not stop the option, and it was awful.
2: Well, I don't remember much else. Majerus had a basketball team that went down there and played um, Big Monday. Which was, so it was 11, 11 o'clock, o'clock. until yeah. 1 in the morning. Yes. First and foremost, we're going to make sure the kids are exhausted Tuesday. Yeah. I was exhausted. And it was raining that day in Houston. It just took like 25 days to get to the 10 o'clock at night. And you still had an hour to go. And they played it up with the Rice crowd, come in your pajamas. So the students came in pajamas. And I remember talking to Gifford Nielsen that, before the game because he was doing television there at the time. And. Obviously, knew I was from Utah, so we were talking, and uh, so of course the Utes won. I don't remember a thing about the game, and afterward, uh, he comes out and he makes a – Majerus says something, makes a quick statement, and then he goes down the hall, and the Rice TV people are like, "Well, oh, no, no, no. he said I'll be right back," and they and they and they groan. I don't know if he had to go to the bathroom or something. He says, "It's two o'clock in the morning. Your deadlines are long oh gone. God. What are you complaining about?" Because he knew the business. <laughs> and he was just right. Wanted to go home. That's what they are complaining about. I want to go home and go to bed. <laughs> so the old, uh, old Rice thing. Did you see, uh, we don't have this on there, but yesterday was Big 12 Basketball Media Day. And uh, the coach is just going nuts about BYU. Bill Self. As long as Mark Pope is there, their attorney team. One of the great environments right. in the country. And it really is. And, 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 he came here with another team also, early in his career, yeah. Going back to the old big whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he knows all about it. And they were very complimenting, as they should. This is going to be a great basketball league. There's just no question about it. Former Washington State coach Nick Rolovich will be suing the university
1: for illegal termination in part because of what is labeled discriminatory and vindictive behavior
2: by athletic director Pat Ooh. Chun. I know another Pat who likes vindictive behavior, and that'd be me. DJ and PK.
0: (laughs) Hashtag Major League Baseball. And Siri lifts this one in a shallow right center field. That's going to drop, and that'll score another run as Tucker comes home. Here comes Julie. Throw to the plate is cut off. Two come home on the base hit by Siri. His first postseason hit, and the Astros' lead grows to 6-0. 1-1 pitch. Rosario hits one well to deep right field. Back at the wall. That one is gone! Rosario knocked the living daylights out of it, and it's a 9-2 Braves lead in the ninth.
1: Braves it open with four in the ninth. They were already up 5-2. Kind of echoes of the game before. Really was, and, yeah. And Houston wins 9-1. They it open with five runs in the sixth inning. The Red Sox bats that have been so hot. 25 runs in the first three games and all that sort of stuff. One run on three hits. Nothing. Crickets. Very quiet. And the Dodger bats... Almost as quiet. Two runs on four hits.
2: Yeah, Dodgers are in the world are hurt now. They're down three-one, and Justin Turner went out with uh, what a quad or a hammy or something like that. Hamstring. He pulled up lame, uh, and he's been a heart and soul of that team. Thirty-six years old, and he's probably done. And then, the, and then the Braves. He, you know, I I, we, I have these imaginary arguments with Locke all the time. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he comes on here. You know, he's a. He's an NBA honk. I get it. And he likes to rip baseball. They should redo the batting order. You go to the stadium and you only get Mike Trout four times, you know, whereas you come to our games and you get Donovan Mitchell, blah, 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 blah. All right, yeah. And then it ends up being highly predictable, whereas in baseball, some no-name dude comes out of nowhere, and I'm looking at you, Eddie Rosario. I remember him as like a Twins utility player. That's it. And there he is in the series, hitting 588. and he has four hits. And he's been the most valuable offensive player, and the Braves are one game away. That's the beauty of baseball. I guess maybe it's the curse of baseball, because most folks have no idea who Eddie Rosario is. But he's hot with the bat right now, and he's leading the Braves to within one game of the World Series. So it's not always the stars. Braves 88 wins.
1: Of the five playoff teams in the National League, that was the lowest total. And yet, here they are, one game from the World Series, getting through everybody. 95-win Brewers, 106-win Dodgers. One to go, and they're in. Today, it's uh, no game in the American League today. Game five in the National League. TBS tonight, Braves and Dodgers, 6 o'clock. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is a must-win for the Dodgers. Good call. Good call. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Lincoln Kennedy is going to join us at 8.30. Raider Radio Analyst, Pac-12 Network Analyst. we we'll are talking football with Lincoln at 8.30. And Joe Ingles to be determined. We'll see how it plays out. DJ and PK. It's 975 and 1280 the zone.
0: The new zone lineup is here up, with the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then The Zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 7. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by KSLsports.com.
1: Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Or visit www.UtahHairMD.com. So, game one is in the books with the jazz good enough for you. Dave? Sounded good, but didn't get to see it. Kyle said the twelve people who got to watch it will have to call me tomorrow and
2: let me know. I'll give that guy a call. Was that Kyle? He said, Yep. All right, call him because it's now tomorrow because that was yesterday. Kyle, how you doing? Yeah, it's want to get day. you up to date. Yeah, we're here for our listeners. Change stations, change owners, it don't matter. We're here for you. Son. Chowder says jazz decent at best. OKC
1: is the bottom of the barrel. And Ron agrees, yeah, but it was hard to judge because OKC looks pretty bad. Well, they're
2: so stinking young, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You realize this giddy kid, giddy up, we have been doing the show longer than he's been on planet Earth. (laughs) I looked it up. That's great. He was born in the fall of 2020 or 2002. We started in, in the spring. spring of 2002. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's where it's at.
2: Because <laughs> he looked like he was 14. Yeah, uh, looked probably, probably, and he's Australian, and I think he played for Adelaide, so he has a history where Joe has it. And Joe has become yeah. a mentor to him. I would think that he would look at Joe, and Joe likes to make fun of us being old, but I hate to say it, Joe, he looks at you like an old-timer because <laughs> that's the way the world works. Eventually, you'll be an old-timer unless you're dead. Uh, so it beats the alternative, as my sister would say. But, uh, yeah, they're so young. I mean, used to be Pope has gotten away from recruiting missionaries, and it's kind of been no one's really talked about that story very much. It used to be almost exclusively missionaries, but it's not anymore. Uh, for those of you who care about those things, I certainly don't. But I had a BYU guy point that out to me, that Pope certainly has moved away from that. So what I was going to say is back in the day when they were almost exclusively missionaries, BYU's starting lineup would have been older than OKC's starting lineup. Ponder that for a moment. Outside of favors. I don't think anybody was over 24. They really, really are young. And youth doesn't win in this league unless you're Magic or Bird or somebody. You know, obviously the, the, the superstars of the league, Jordan being one, didn't win till he was in his mid-20s. I mean, he won, but I mean won it all, so maybe that's not the same thing because you can win, but win it all. You've got to have a, a high level of maturity and experience.
1: But Oklahoma City is clearly in rebuild mode. It's why Barry Trammell was on here yesterday saying, yeah, it's a good thing Oklahoma and Oklahoma State it's are undefeated. Barry, not Barry. Barry. With an E, not an A. And it's a good thing the Sooners and the Cowboys are undefeated and nationally ranked. Absorbing everybody's attention. Because the Thunder, they got some heavy lifting to do.
2: Yeah, I think that even if they were an NBA title contender this time of year, it would be all about the Sooners anyway. I mean, they're right down the road from Oklahoma City. I have been there. And uh, so, yeah, they're just so stinking young. They're They're not built to win anytime soon here.
1: David's down on the team. Nope. Against a better team, they would have lost by 20. Well, Whiteside I, did
2: not do well. Good luck with that. I Favors think, looked as bad, though. I, I think you're totally wrong on Whiteside. How many boards? 10. 19 minutes. You're asking him to do a specific task. Right? He knows exactly what he needs to do when he comes into the, into the game. Right? He's only been here a few weeks, but still. He's a veteran dude. He knows, as he was signing the paper, he knew specifically what his role was going to be. There's zero surprises there, right? And he came in, he's to provide some defense, get some boards, be a protector. You know, if you get a little jump hook, take it. Uh, Almost like anything on that is a bonus offensively, not completely. You can't be a total stiff Uh, But the primary goal and objective for him is to board and block. The two Bs, board and block. I like that. It's amazing. The longer I talk, the more I stumble into crap. (laughs) Board and block. And he got it done in game one. Yeah. He's an upgrade and it favors his body has long since betrayed him. You know, he's been broken for a good while now. Compared to the athleticism he had when he was a kid coming into the league. He had a sequence where he missed three
1: shots and followed it up with an offensive goaltend. That looked pretty frustrating. But to your point, everything
2: looked like it was below the rim. Yeah. The explosion's gone. He's playing old man basketball. Right. It happens to all of them at some point. For him, he got robbed a little bit earlier than you would anticipate. What are you going to do? It's not like he's glad that that's happened. That's just the way it is for whatever reason. Some guys have injury issues. Some, some of them have them in high school. Some of them have them in college. At least he had an opportunity to make uh, all sorts of million dollars. And he's been robbed of his athleticism. So with that in mind, it's such a short little sample, but I can easily say that Whiteside is an upgrade.
1: Believe that. How yeah. much of an upgrade, and how will better teams attack well, him and pull him away see. from the rim? Right, that's all to be determined. Yeah. But if teams let him play around the rim and defend around the rim,
2: then you're just playing into his wheelhouse. He'll be good at that. Right. Exactly. And he's guarding. You know, I don't know. You see what matchups are down the road with teams pulling him out, whatnot. So the Jazz will have to make adjustments and all that stuff. But for the first game, he was brought in to do a task, and he did it. Alex says,
1: I can easily see several defensive issues for the Jazz, not to mention they give up too many offensive boards. At least Lou Dort didn't go off for 50, thanks to Donovan. Definitely need a bigger sample size and better competition to see what the Jazz really have this year. And he dropped the we, what we really have this year. Fine, I agree with right. that. This was preseason 2.0. They walked out. They knew they were way better than the Thunder. And they were way
2: better than the Thunder. The Thunder did have 15 offensive boards. That's a big number. Yeah. i like to keep that number in single digits. I mean, nobody had. had an outrageous amount. Favors had four, looking at the box score. Uh, Roby, whoever the crap he is, had four. Uh so yeah. But you know what's what's the sense of urgency
1: here? There wasn't one. Yeah. They're way better than Oklahoma City. Yeah. And everybody knew
2: it. Oklahoma City knew it, they knew it. Right. And do I want a sense of urgency? Yeah. This played well enough. You were you were cruising. It's basically like you had a fifth preseason game. Yep. Uh, one thing that I really liked and I think it was on purpose Is Conley only playing 25 minutes? Keep the minutes down and don't stress out those hamstrings. Right. You know, you had a comfortable lead. You got it early. You maintained it. You know, you're up nine, I think, at half, or excuse me, at first quarter and then Mm -hmm. what, like 12 or 13? 12 at halftime. Something like that, yeah. It was 20 by the end of the third quarter. Right. So it was always comfortable. And then they got it down a couple of times and Quinn called a timeout. But I think that was like a practice timeout, you know? Simulate, make sure when you're playing a better team and you get a lead that they don't go on a big run. So you take a timeout. But it's not like he storms out, take a timeout, and you could see the look of angst on his face or any of that stuff. It's just like, okay, this is what we do. So we got to respect the game and we'll take a timeout and regroup a little bit. Not that I'm worried about losing, but he can't say that. And uh, I, I believe in my mind that he purposely managed Conley's minutes. Like, we don't really need him tonight. So don't, don't play them. 25 minutes is nothing.
1: Well, nobody played 30, so that's good. Right. But they all played more than 25. True story. The starters I'm talking
2: about, the main dudes. The other guys were all at 28, yeah. and then uh, Gobert was at 29. Right. So I think that that's a calculated decision, which seems to me is what they should do. Why risk it? Because there's times, like you just look at last year, he's playing, things are going well, and all of a sudden he comes out, and you're watching the game, and you start thinking to yourself, uh-oh. And then a few minutes later, you get a report. Uh, he felt tightening in the hamstring, and you think, oh, crap. Not what, again. Two weeks, three weeks, what are we looking at? You know what I mean? And so you want to avoid that as much as possible.
1: Well, they got Butler. He can take a few minutes. And Joe and Donovan can take over the ball, run the offense a little bit. They've got options. Yeah, I thought.
2: And you saw Joe bring the ball up a number of times. Uh, and Joe had sick 26 minutes. That seems about right for him. That's, that's plenty of time for him to do damage and have an impact on the game. Because one of the things that was frustrating last year from occasionally, and actually not just last year, is when he wasn't involved. He's too good of a player not to have an impact on the game.
1: He's going to have more of an impact on the game when he's initiating the offense, the ball is in his hands. And the less Conley plays, the more chance there is for that to happen.
2: And then off the ball, this is such a... uh, has such continuity to this group that everybody knows if Joe's open, get him the ball. Like, there's no question, no matter who you are. Because if, like you say you have on the, on the side, like in front of the visitor's bench, and you got a little two-on-one situation, a little triangle going, and Bogdanovich passes it to Joe because Bogdanovich's defender is close to him, and then the defender slides over to Joe. Bogdanovich knows full well that Joe will give it right back to him because he has no selfishness of anything. It's the other way around. And so they're so willing to pass Joe the ball because they know he can hit the shot, as he did, and then they also know if there's a rotation and the passer becomes then the more open guy, he'll get the ball right back. Quinn brought that up after the game because
1: he wants some shooting open shots. It's you know Quinn. Quinn's been coaching here long enough now. Don't this you know, like seven eight years? Yeah. Don't you know the post game before before it's coming? Oh, what he's oh, sure. going to talk about? Yeah. You know. We got it. We got to keep getting better. What's well, the Individually and as a group. It's same thing with every he, coach. He's just going to hammer it. Yeah. yeah. Stays on message. Don't pass up shots. It's hard to get another great shot in that twenty four second window. If you pass one up, yeah. we may end up having to force it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we know. Like, if you ask Kalani about the team's offense, you know, and the way they move the ball, he's I don't care. Just score points. You can do whatever you want. You can run the ball. You can take quarterback sneaks all the way down the field. You can run five reverses on one play, or you can throw the bomb. I don't care. Score points. That's all he cares about. He said that a million times. So yeah, we know these guys now because uh, that we have continuity uh, in football. Basketball is new. Uh, with uh, Craig T. Smith moving down to Utah, but we still know him a little bit and his raspy voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of yelling. And his sort of self-deprecating manner in which he does. He's a fun guy. Uh, hopefully they get uh, they get going here, maybe not so much this year, but in the next year or two that they get they get their their program built. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. So you know what Quinn Snyder's going to say most of the time? Absolutely, yeah, you do. But I thought that, for somebody like Joe, I thought they, he had an impact on the game. And we should tally this up, how much better they are and how many, more win, how many games they win when he has a significant impact. And I guess you could say that about everybody. But you take like somebody like Mitchell, he didn't have a good uh, shooting night uh, the way he's capable. But even then, he's probably going to have an impact He doesn't need to be great to be an impact player because even when he's average, his level of average is still impactful on the game. There's been a few games where Joe, for whatever reason, hasn't had that, and he's too good not to have that.
1: DJPK, it's 975 at 1280 the zone. Your take on the season opener. Grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic feature, send us your takes. Yack will get them on the air. Lincoln Kennedy is going to join us at 8.30. Raider Radio Analyst, Pac-12 Analyst, and Joe Engels in the 9 o'clock hour, right here on 97.5 at 1280 the zone.
0: Ready, ready, ready. For the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It's another Pac-12 road trip for Utah as Kyle Whittingham and the Utes head to the Pacific Northwest to battle Oregon State in Corvallis. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 430 with the postgame show immediately following the game. Ah! From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Football Friday is presented by Stonehaven Dental. At Stonehaven Dental, they say yes. Yes to free exams and x rays for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule an appointment. Well, Bob Huggins is saying what people have wondered about for at least 10 years, maybe more. But nobody of his stature has really pitched it and pushed it. But now he's talking about splitting up March Madness, the big dance, the NCAA basketball tournament. He says they're doing it in football. Why wouldn't they do it in basketball? The presidents and ADs that have all the juice, why wouldn't they do it? It makes no sense why they wouldn't do it. I think it's more why wouldn't they than why would they? And then the other people, they can have their own tournament. The other people? Yes, the little people is what he meant. Oh my gosh. Say goodbye to Gonzaga. You don't really want to watch them in the NCAA tournament.
2: Actually, I do. I do too. Who are you speaking for here, bud? Speaking generally.
1: This is what Huggins is. Those Cinderella schools are putting 200 people at best in their gym. We're putting 14,000. Speak for yourself.
2: My club's putting almost twenty thousand in the fifty year old Marriott Center. Well, it looks just as beautiful as ever. I get tingles when I walk into Marriott Center. <laughs> that brown brick. Such a beautiful building. Thank you, Marriott. Thank you for all the points that I've accumulated over the years for all the travel, by the way, too. Appreciate that. Bob Huggins. Bonvoy. Bonvoy it is, yes. What's called? I'm Titanium Elite for life. That's how special I am. Wow. <laughs> titanium Elite for life. Yes. Yes, that's how freaking special I am.
1: What percentage of your life have you slept away in a Marriott <laughs> Hotel?
2: Well, are you talking about on the job or off the job? Percentage of your life, either, both. <laughs> you know, because there's some sore details I can't get into. Uh, Highly doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when I would have had of details, I was too cheap to afford <laughs> uh, Yeah, a whole lot. Yeah, I, I, I was fortunate, you know, working for the Watchdog and other newspapers over the years and it would go for travel. That's all you, I, you would stay at. And then when I quit the Watchdog, that's when the economy started to go in the tank. So they looked at me and said, wow, he stays a lot. So I don't stay near as much, but they they titaniumed me for life as an incentive for me to stay with them, which I would have anyway. So I would have probably not qualified, but since it was a uh, dire times, they gave me that thing. They send me the thing every year, man, and they when you show up and you go to check in and they practically give you a kiss on the cheek, man. They treat you fine. So but uh Marriott Center gets 20000 but his thing of 14000 which uh, that's probably what West Virginia holds, and sure, yeah, there is a difference. We've spoken that for years, for a decade now since we've been watching BYU in these crappy environments in the West Coast Conference. A, a whole generation of BYU basketball players never got to experience what life on the road was like for BYU. Chaos! yeah. And having covered them, I I mean, I did most of the time. I did the Utes, but I think I covered BYU hoop for four or five years. Uh, So I I can experience it, and was able to. And man, the animosity when when they would go in those traditional uh, conference foes, El Paso, New Mexico, Wyoming, CSU, you name it. And then Vegas came into this on the scene. San Diego State came in, and. They would put the, the uh, visiting bench right by the student section. Yeah, and, and there was nothing like that. So all this, in the last decade, those guys have no idea what it's like to play BYU, be a BYU basketball player on the road unless they came to the Huntsman Center. And, and Gonzaga, I guess. And St. Mary's is okay, but St. Mary's is a bad crowd in the Mountain West Whack. But now they'll get it again. Maybe they won't get it to the level, but they'll certainly get the intensity of all that when the, in, in a couple years when they go to these venues. Uh, but as far as Huggins, man, I, I just don't know that that's what I want. And I get football. Football. Football a different entity, though. You know, you can suffer serious serious injuries in football. There could be su- in such a physical game, and you can suffer them in basketball too. But the chances of them being catastrophic just not that many how many season ending injuries Julian Blackman just got one for the Colts right and former Ute local kid and tore his Achilles in practice yesterday how many times do you, you see that occasionally in basketball but it's just a different animal so I wouldn't necessarily compare the college playoff football system to NCAA basketball Set aside the Cinderella aspect of it, and we romanticize March Madness, you know? We we watch it that first day, and we see in the second half... What is it? Does a four play a 13? Is that what it mm-hmm. works? off? To? when we see if the 13 is up by seven with five minutes to go. We get a shot of adrenaline, even if it's Belmont against West Virginia, and we don't care. We still get a shot of adrenaline, right? And we got to turn it on. And then if they win, we can all still imagine who was it? I don't even know the team when uh, Craig Bulljack was up there in Boise calling that game. And they beat Iowa State. And that little fat coach... Was it Bucknell? I can't remember. I don't know. And they hold the guy up. Yeah. And he's pumping and wiggling his arms and his legs and all that. And he's up in Boise. Yeah. Come come on. Do we we really want to get rid of that? Even if we don't have it that much? And that team's probably going to lose in the next round or the round after that? But so what? And there are the teams that go on the runs.
1: And I like it and don't want it to go away. But obviously there's, there's people who want all the money. And that's what Huggins is getting at. Why are we sharing the money with those
2: people? With those people. Because they need it. And it's the American way. It's Hoosiers. It's Hoosiers come to life, right? They made a movie about Hoosiers. Who hasn't seen Hoosiers? Every one of us has seen Hoosiers. You know what I mean? Jimmy Chitwood and all that stuff. That's And that was what, in the 50s? Yeah. Well, this is now, and it can happen. We don't know that it's going to happen, but it can happen. And the allure of it can happening is why we're in. And we want to get rid of that? And Bob Huggins is the one to preach to us? Yes. Bob Huggins with his background? Yes.
1: Hmm. He's just a bad guy who's willing to say it. There's plenty of people thinking it, but they haven't acted on it yet. Hampton in 2001 knocked him out in the first round as a 15 seed. That's who you couldn't think of.
2: Bob Huggins. Can I argue Huggins is, is what's wrong with college basketball and college sports? You can. I mean, all the issues he's had? Not
1: all of the uh, coaches at the big schools want to do that. Texas coach Chris Beard, right. who's coached at a lot of levels, said, I'm one of the guys that I don't think anything's wrong with the NCAA tournament. And he was at Arkansas Little Rock. Yeah, and they won a game and got to the second round in 2016. I thought 64 was fine. It's just, why are we trying to fix something that they broke? It's the best three weeks in sports. And I feel like I can talk about it because I've been on all ends of it. True. Obviously, he's at a powerhouse school now, Texas, big money school. But he was at Arkansas Little Rock. So. Yeah, well, I mean, Huggins was at Akron in a place called Walsh. You mm-hmm. know where Walsh is? <laughs> I don't either. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Lincoln Kennedy coming up at 8.30. Joe Ingles in the 9 o'clock hour right here on 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone.